The Talking Point with Kathy Motlatana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Nine after 11 o'clock, welcome to the third and final hour of the show. We continue leading the conversation on SAFM. And for the final hour, we're really looking at a program that aims to work hand-in-hand with women when it comes to um, creating community structures that will effectively deal with gender-based violence and all forms of other violence that exist in our society. Nondobeko Kabashe is the program manager of Kahisano. She joins us on the line. Nondobeko, good morning to you. Thanks for your time this morning. Good morning, Ms. Kathy. How are you? Thank I'm you well, for thank having you. me on the show. And Bertha Chikuvare is the program coordinator at Lawyers for Human Rights. Bertha, good morning. Morning, Sis Kathy. How are you? I'm well, uh, thank you. Thanks so much for inviting us here today. Nontobeko, let me give you a chance to tell us more about this program. Um, Kahisano, what is it what is it about and what is the model? Um, that you are hoping to work on within this community that you believe can ultimately have an impact on the violence and the scale of violence and reduction of of violence? Um, Thank you so much. Can you hear me, Nontobeko? The, um, yes, so the program that we work for is um, our program uh, aims to strengthen resilience in the 16 sites. So we are in 16 sites. That is six provinces. Um, that is KwaZulu-Natal, the Gauteng, Northwest Limpopo, Western Cape and Eastern Cape. Um, so we are spread through 16 sites working towards uh, building and strengthening social cohesion um, and preventing collective violence, working specifically with the women uh, building and strengthening idle uh, leadership structures and also working with youth in and out of school. So, um, yeah, I think that's mostly what the program is. All right, I think we'll have to get Nondobeko up on a different line because we're simply not winning with that one. Uh, Bertha, let me come to you and perhaps give you an opportunity to come in here, especially as um, uh, an organization that is partnering uh, with Kahisano too. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, As Nondobeko was highlighting on, we... um, our methodology um, uh, is actually aimed at um, working with key structures we have within the community. Um, you know, your religious leaders, your traditional leaders, migrants committees, uh, your CPF, local civil society organizations, your human rights activists, anyone who have got passion for peace and development within the community. Um, as you can tell with the names, Kakisana, uh, it's a Sotswana term which uh, means living together harmoniously. So we work with these structures. The program itself is community run. Um, 
more especially with women, um, I would say we are really blessed because even when we enter the community, when we initiate this program, initially in 2016, uh, even today, 70% um, of our members are women and they are really so committed and you know dedicated to the program. Um, so our role as the organizations, as Notobeko highlighted, uh, that we are four organizations, Afesis Coplan, the First University African Center for Migration and Society, uh, Agenda GL and Lawyers for Human Rights, is to strengthen the capacity of these members on issues of human rights, access to services, um, issues of understanding, especially now, you know, within our communities, you would find that we still facing quite a number of challenges uh, and in most cases, which trigger violence. Uh, if you look at uh, their areas, like I'm based in Limpopo, where in since independence, there is no water. So issues of service provision are very key. And sometimes they uh, result into service delivery protests, which in its own sometimes also result into um, violent, you know, co collective violence, um, high crime rate with regard to, you know, especially in our rural communities, the high levels of poverty, um, unemployment, uh, sometimes they also trigger issues of substance abuse. Um, I'm sure you had um, from Nontebuko that these are some of the issues that our communities are also battling with and we felt um, it's very important for us to engage almost everyone to come together and be active in addressing, you know, issues of this collective violence within the community. So um, the program itself, like I mentioned, is actually run by um, mainly women who actually take a lead um, as we strengthen them, especially on issues of conflict mitigation. Um, I'm sure you have heard even during the time of um, COVID that uh, we we still battling with the high incidences of gender-based violence, statistically even subs highlighted within our communities. Um, so, so we, so, we so, so that actually- further, Just so that we, we are all able to get a better idea of, of, of what happens um, through this program. Um, Give give us a, a a sense of of that. So yes, you are getting these women together, but what do you actually do? Um, as stakeholders, as lawyers for human rights, and the coalition, I mean, I mentioned, we strengthen their capacity uh, through workshops. Uh, for them to have a better understanding of their rights and the rights of the community, um, for them to um, engage, more especially workshops on issues of conflict management, trauma counseling, when they come across cases of those who are affected, who are stressed, um, we try to ensure that they are empowered on these uh, courses so that they are able to support other women within the community. Uh, as you know that like in Musina, we are closer to the border. On a daily basis, we receive high numbers of women uh, and other migrants from countries such as uh, DRC, Zimbabwe, Ethiopia, who are 
in most cases, some of them, they come to seek asylum. Some of them, they come to seek employment. Some, especially in Zim, they use other irregular rules and they end up being sexually abused, sexually harassed. So when these uh, women enter the community, still they need support. So these are some of the groups who help to uh, respond, to assist right. um, uh, with trauma counseling, um, with uh, facilitating, you know, their access to key services within the respective um, institutions we have, like Department of Health, uh, and in institutions where, um, in instances where in some children may need to be in school, they also got to be supported. Um, they, we have also in issues of um, collective violence within the community, sometimes emanating from high crime rate, uh, as I mentioned, that right. sometimes it's also all right. to unemployment. So they try also to engage a structure, sit together and address in a non-violent manner. Sure. Um, Dobeka, the the communities where you are present, mm. how did you select these communities? So what do, they, what do all these communities have in common? Um, thank you for the questions, uh, Casey. Um, so these communities were identified in a study that was undertaken by Freedom House in 2017 as uh, one of the seats or the towns or the, uh, the sites that are most violent, where they experience high uh, xenophobic uh, violences and collective violence. In, 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 in that time. So there was a program that was implemented then to combat um, xenophobic violence and collective violence. So following up to that, as Gakhisano, what you said, let's go back to those communities that this program and the way this study was undertaken to assess and uh, see what skills and infrastructures that's there, um, that's existing so that they can respond to um, violent issues in in constructive ways, in ways that uh, um, that that engages government in their dissatisfaction. It's areas where there were high protests um, uh, in the area, um, where there were violent protests, and where there were high issues of uh, gender-based violence. So these sites um, and are very critical in terms of the South African economy. So that's how they were selected, and that's how it, the program is in, implemented to address issues of violence, collective violence, whether it's taxi violence, gang violence, gender-based violence. But what we've realized that working with women is very critical because they're the pillar of community, and they are a pillar of community development. We'll continue the conversation after this break. Thank you. The X Factor is back. We continue the conversation on the talking point. Nondobe Gokabashe, Program Manager at Kahisano and Bertha Chikuvare, Program Coordinator at Lawyers for Human Rights. We're looking at the Kahisano project that, um, you know, has 16 sites across the country. And these are really identified as some of the most, most violent areas in the country. And you have a collaboration of different organizations then working together to see how best to e- equip women in particular to help um, when it comes to a- addressing the trauma that they've suffered, but also um, giving them tools to, to navigate through these violent situations. So, Nondobeko, you know, yes. w- when it comes to addressing violence, because 
on the one hand, we're talking about criminality, right, that is taking place and that the law should be dealing with. So mm. when you when you hold your workshops and you, you say you equip women uh, on how to deal with, with violent situations, what are you telling them to do? Yeah, um, it's less of what we're telling them to do, but it's more of listening what the issues are mm-hmm. and understanding what the issues are. Because the one thing about community development is that we don't impose, but um, the solutions need to come from the community. So, for example, um, one of our methodology is um, community mapping. So the community on its own, the ladies on, it, they on their own have to map out what assets we have, um, which organizations do we have, and what are the core issues that they have. Because any solution for community, it needs to come from the community. It, it can't come from us. So um, this, what, what comes out of those conversations is that we need to have platforms with the police. Uh, the community policing forum because there's high crime rate and there needs to be better response in terms of the the crimes or the, the violences that are happening. So we bring those, that stakeholder and the, the conversations around employment, unemployment where we look at um, engaging with uh, NYDA um, and other departments that can facilitate the space. So us as Kakhisan, yes, we hold spaces for healing because one thing we have to acknowledge that our nation is wounded. Post-1994, um, there were never space. yes, there was a TRC, but there were never spaces held for us to talk and have a conversation and on what hurt us through the process pre-1994. And when we're walking into these spaces, there are those traumas that are coming up, even traumas from the household level of gender-based violence. So these spaces all are about empowering and, provi- and creating urgency among women to say that the solutions are within us. They're not from someone else because the key thing about Kakhisana or Bambisana is sustainability. So if we're going to tell them what to do, it's not going to be sustainable. It's not going to speak to their issues. So that has been our approach and our methodology to say, let's come together so that they are a funded program. And we all know that after funding, um, funding comes to an end up until a second point. So post that period, the community needs to be able, needs to be in a position where they are, they can come together and continue what Kakhisano has shown in the community. All right. Thanks. Thanks for that, Nontobeko. Bertha, what are the solutions that that come from women then um, through these workshops? How do they propose that these issues must be dealt with? Um, By bringing in women together, it has helped us that um, uh, through their voices, uh, they initiate also establishing their own support groups aimed at uh, supporting other women uh, within the communities um, through what we call the healing circles. So it it actually helps uh, that you know uh, for women to join hands in addressing any issues affecting them. You know, like within our rural communities, you find that most uh, families are also um, single-headed uh, and most women carry many burdens. Hence, 
by them working together, they uh, find some grounded solutions. Um, we have also managed to engage with some relevant structures like uh, your rural safety forums, uh, through also structures of SAPS and CPF aimed at addressing some of the uh, violence actually experienced by women. Um, we also have managed to uh, identify other issues uh, that they highlighted as key challenges. You know, within our communities now, we have issues of substance abuse. Um, uh, so we engaged with the relevant um, institutions like Save the Children on issues of positive parenting, parenting without violence workshops, child abuse, uh, which are actually beneficial that women um, get that platform to uh, to be empowered and also to empower others. Um, so far during this month, we have also in here in Limpopo uh, established a program which we call the Women in West, wherein um, it's aimed at bringing a sense of stability, especially in addressing issues of unemployment uh, within communities. So they, um, Establish this program is a livelihood in nature. It's a it's a recycling program wherein they are empowered on, on environmental justice, but also they convert dumping sites into food gardens. So the only challenge, like I would say at the moment, is on water, as I was indicating. Yes. Thank you. So, so, so when you look at the constituency of women that are part of this program in, in all of your 16 sites, I mean, what percentage of these women are employed and, and to what extent does that you know, have, have, have an impact on their ability to also change th their circumstances? Because you know, while it's great to, to sort of be empowered and have knowledge, um, as long as you you don't have what is required to economically, you know, make decisions that that can improve your life, you stay stuck almost in the same cycle. Yes, you are very right, Kathy. You know, majority of women are unemployed. That's the main challenge, and more especially, they also carry the, the burden of unpaid care. They take care of the children and even the elderly within their families, which is really a, a, a challenge uh, in as far as their participation is concerned. So when, when you look then at, 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 the, at the numbers of, of women that are part of your programs, um, are the majority of them unemployed? Yes, I would okay. say 60% uh, of them are unemployed. All right. Nontobeko, you wanted to come in there? Yes, um, can I also add the yes? Uh, even though we may not have the Z figures, but uh, most women, they are unemployed. Um, in terms of us uh, providing an avenue for income, for example, I would take you to the Western Cape in Kailicha, which is one of our sites, where the ladies said, you know what, we need a, a space where we can have gardens, where we can have uh, equipment to plant, open a household garden. So we, with the, in, that, in that platform, we've partnered with um, the Department of Agriculture, where they said they will provide necessary equipment. Uh, and the long-term goal is that they are able to have their own community gardens where their produce, from that produce, it's, it's give, it, they can sell 
it as a way to gain income. And then secondly, um, they can have some to take home because there's the issue of yes, unemployment and poverty. So um, as I've mentioned earlier on, we do try by all means to create platforms where um, we partner with different organizations so that we contribute towards lessening the issue of unemployment. We'll continue the conversation in a moment. It's 11.30. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlatana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. We continue the conversation on the talking point and we're looking at, uh, in particular, the Gahisano program, which is really a program targeted at women in areas or areas really identified as hotspot areas for violence across the country and a different work being done to help, um, you know, empower this woman with information and also with, with solutions to um, some of the problems that they face on a day-to-day basis. Nondobe Kautabashi is the program manager of Gahisano and Bertha Chikuvare, program coordinator at Lawyers for Human Rights. So Nondobeko, what are some of the biggest challenges that you believe the program faces and you know when it comes to the ability to retain people sort of to work with you on on the long term what do you find often those are oh the challenges are endless um if i think about the challenges one the obvious one is unemployment uh and being able to bring in the partners um, and say, let's partner, convincing other stakeholders in terms of uh, being part of the solution and also maintaining the interest and momentum because what we've learned in terms of community development is that if you're not giving money, if you're not giving handouts and uh, freebies and whatnot, people tend to be less interested. And I, uh, the observation is that we people will want instant gratification. And the reality is that, yes, people are unemployed. So if I'm going to come into this capacity building session, what am I getting out of it? So it's that, it's, it's, a, it's us it's having the ability, because the main thing we want to achieve is a change in mind shift, change in behavior. So gorging the the interest long enough for someone to see the results that will be like uh, seen in three or four years' time is a huge challenge that we're working towards. Um, and having committed partners uh, in the space that that say um, we are committed in this community in terms of their development and their advancement. So that poses a challenge and, and resources um, to hold these spaces. Um, also becomes a challenge because everyone is pulling in different directions. And there seems to, in what we've learned in some sites, there seems to be an influx or uh, over-resourcing of certain communities because of certain communities where you see a lot of NGOs in this space. And I'm going to be critical of us as NGOs in the sense that we tend to compete in the space instead of coordinating and collaborating so that we maximize the resources that we have, so that the resources that we have go a long, long term. So that is the, one of the main challenges that we really have observed. And the lack of trust, um, you find that there's so many of us NGOs in, in the communities that 
the community don't trust us. People come in, take photos, and, and disappear. So when you come into that space, the community is less receptive. They'll be like, okay, why are you here? What do you gain out of this? What am I going to get out of that? So when you go into the community, people are less trusting and receptive that you're really here for community development. You're really here to help us address the issues that we have. So that is other challenge that we have, we have observed in, in the space. Bertha, when you have conversations about violence and women being the recipients of that violence, and this conversation, of course, takes place mostly among women, at, at which point then are you able to have men as part of the conversation? And, and I wonder what models have you found work um, in this instance? Thanks so much. Um, you know, the, the idea of um, working together collectively and also our model, which brings in key structures, everyone within the community to be part of the Kakisano movement uh, really works well. Um, like as we're celebrating uh, Women's Month uh, this year uh, in Musina, it was quite interesting that through our working closely with other structures, especially Department of Justice, they brought in some statistics to show that most of the perpetrators are men and hence we couldn't celebrate Women's Day with women only. So what we did in Musina was to uh, have a day for women. Um, however, um, we, yeah, we celebrated on the 9th with women. On the 11th, we, we had what we call a men's forum wherein we collaborated with the provincial Limpopo Provincial Department of Justice and all other structures um, in engaging with men uh, wherein it was an open you know, dialogue for them to highlight on their shortfalls as men and what they should do um, to address some of these, especially in line with gender-based violence. So I think it, 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 it is actually a working tool, and we felt that we have to take it to other areas, especially in Elim, parts of Limpopo, where in we are working. All right. Well, thank you so much for this conversation. And certainly uh, sounds like there's great work being done. Donald and Rustenberg also uh, wanting, wanting to acknowledge Bertha Chikovari, saying that uh, she's a hardworking human rights lawyer and activist, and she's shining the spotlight in Limbopo. And he asked that I greet well, you. Thank you. <laughs> he asked that I greet you on his behalf. And Bertha, thank you so much for coming on to the talking point and being part of this conversation. Thank you so much for having us.